Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that we are now posting our episodes to YouTube. We will continue to release our episodes in audio format, but wanted to offer an extended cut complete with awkwardness and banter and sometimes full conversations that don't make it into the final episode. Hop over to YouTube and search for Let God Die to check those out. Welcome to Let God Die, the weekly podcast sharing stories of God transforming lives through changing perceptions of who He is and what it means to follow Him. We believe that commonly those who reject God haven't experienced the truth of who He is, and that those who follow God often have false expectations or understandings. Together, we can take those perceptions of God and let them die, so God can live. This is the Let God Die podcast. This is Josh. And this is Calvin. And uh, our guest today is Caleb Shermer. Um, just to give you a little insight into into who Caleb is and how we cross paths, um, Caleb uh, has become a really good friend of me and Kendra's. Yeah, so uh, Caleb came to a discussion night at our house. Um, we call it like Let, Let God Die discussion nights um, that we were doing for a while. Kind of going over concepts of uh like changing understanding of what it means to follow god um and yeah pretty much right when we met it was like gonna be bros and now we <laughs> meet up every week just to talk about life um mm. and uh pray together and uh yeah it's been really solid one thing that uh me and calvin had talked about doing is doing some q a here so uh we, we had actually asked for for people to submit questions if they wanted us to answer any uh, we only received one so far, um, but our uh, our friend Kelly, who has been a supporter of this podcast and a, a really solid friend, just asked, uh, what took us so long to get back to uh, doing the podcast? Um, so, Calvin, what's your answer to that? Oh, man. What took you so well, long, man? Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like life just got really busy. Um, well, for one, uh, I'm not able or equipped or have the tech savvy to run a podcast on my own. Not with that attitude. And it, yeah, of course. And also, you know, I wouldn't want to do it without Josh. So, like, you know, you know, Josh was busy. I was kind of busy, you know. Um, working like crazy holiday seasons thanksgiving uh tuesday nights at restoring hope like a lot of my time was just like all over the place uh but like we didn't go on a hiatus out of like any weird spot like i just think both of us like our time schedules got to the point where we just couldn't meet up to actually talk to people because like i was working a job where i had to work early mornings and then you were like you know with child and things yeah yeah preparation and back and forth in and out of town and so yeah like i don't know i don't really have an excuse as to why it took so long but <laughs> those are my reasons i don't know if they're valid but i've definitely missed actually getting to talk to people and learn testimonies and like these are things i actually super look forward to so just as much as we weren't doing a podcast like i've missed actually just talking and hanging because like your state's away dude so like, we don't ever get to talk but mm-hmm. then we have other people around us too to talk to, new friends to get to know. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And to piggyback on that, um, I, I think really it's what took us so long uh, is, um, yeah, 
I didn't get back to doing this. Because, um, yeah, I had a kid. Um, and she's almost eight months old. And my wife is uh, throwing her hands up in disgust because uh, I did not bear that child. Um, I was just <laughs> in the room and made jokes. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there, there, there were times that me and my sister-in-law in the in the room, the delivery room, uh, Kendra had to get on us about like, all right, like I know you guys want to have fun and joke around, but laughing hurts. So, um, you know, we had to we had to tone it down a little bit, but um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, so yeah, um, that was uh, just about eight months ago, and um, yeah, just kind of setting into this mode of wanting to pick back up with things that uh that I'm passionate about and uh, get back in the swing of things. Um, yeah, so the podcast had been delayed for a while, but we're uh, back in the swing of things. So thank you uh, for anyone who listened on the uh, on that hiatus. Um, I think we had about a thousand listeners, um, well, a thousand listens uh, over the course of the time that we weren't putting anything new out. So um, yeah. So yeah, that mean that means the world. Uh, I was kind of expecting to hop on there and just like see a tiny bit, um, but yeah, considering like no new content and uh, having that many listens was yeah, it, it's, it really means a lot. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. And um, if you want to submit any questions to us, it could be about the podcast. It could be about me and Calvin. Um, could be just random things that uh, you want us to talk about. Not that we have anything interesting to say necessarily, but um, even if you want to just ask some questions trolling, uh, that's fine. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I open up that world. Um, <laughs> and uh, especially if you want to, like, submit a question, uh, you recording your yourself, uh, the audio, we could we could play that in that in the episode um, rather than just reading off a question. So. If you're interested in doing that, just uh, email me at info at letgoddie.com, and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, so Caleb, we'll get to you now because you're the you're the man of the uh, of the hour of the evening in the hot seat. Yeah, mm. so I'm excited because uh, like I know a lot about your story mm. and about your heart and just like the things that God's done in your life, but I know that uh, you know Calvin hasn't met you, so. Um, yeah, we just. I don't really true. get out much. <laughs> I don't either, so it's okay. We're in the same boat. Cool, man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited just to like, yeah, have you share your heart and your story, and um, mm. I don't know, just trusting that it'll connect with whoever it needs to. So, um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about who you are uh, currently. Okay. Um, if you were to to sum up what life looks like in kind of some things that are on your heart now, and then we'll get to some of the background of, of okay. you as a person. That's a loaded question that I'll do my best to be chill about. Um, so, yeah, I currently right now in my role, I'm a, my official title, I'm the Assistant Director of Annual Giving at a local university like Open College, um, and I work with students to make phone calls, you know, for alumni and things like that. And so um, it's been really neat to be able to 
work with students on a different level. Um, I had worked with Crew, which is a Christian organization on campus, um, and I'd worked that for two years. So it's been a very new experience. Um, and I think, you know, going through not this is not the the path that I would have um, expected to go, and so um, it's been a real challenge and a real struggle trying to live life. Um, the way God's wanting me to live while still doing a different quote-unquote job. Um, and so how that looks, I think if you were to ask me tomorrow, I would come up with a different answer. Yeah, maybe sum it up in <laughs> a different sure. way. Yeah, so I know I think the Lord just still wants me to have a heart for, for others and however capacity I could do that. I'm more than willing to serve God in that way. Um, currently working on a blog called I Am Not King and what that's about is um, letting the Lord, letting God be like the king of my life and like what that really looks like um, for me to be his servant and what it looks like for me to be um, to follow him and allow me to be his um, for him to be my king and so um, through that the Lord just taught me a lot about um, humility I think just learning how to, to trust him when I really don't know what's what's going on in my life. It's so um, going through suffering and, and just being able to walk through the Lord with that. Um, and like God's been redefining what with really means and how with is such a powerful word. And I think we use it too lightly in our day-to-day oh. lives. And so um, God's been showing me like what with means. Um, and so, yeah, whether that's with, with him and I, whether that's, with me and another friend or a student I'm ministering to, mm-hmm. whether it's with with the community, so whatever that looks like. So those are some things that I feel like God's been teaching me and just kind of where I'm at in my life. So Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Like I, a similar thing that the Lord was teaching me, like I'm not the hero of my story. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a really like humbling concept at first because we're kind of like preconditioned well, we know that for one, God will tend to make much of those who make much of him. And like a lot of people have stepped into things out of that place, knowing that that's the truth of who he is, because like the glory of God is naturally just an attractive thing. But there are some times where you following Jesus doesn't necessarily look like you being glorified hmm. and understanding the fact that like at the end of the day, we're called to be content whether we're glorified or not. But at the end of the day, our peace should be found in the fact that Jesus is being lifted up in us and through us. And that's what's being seen. Maybe if it doesn't necessarily result in our successes being pedestaled or like our, um, our thoughts being like, you know, widely accepted or even things like that, or our positions being elevated. Like it's basically his namesake and like his heart and his love for his people. And like that was something real he spoke to me like Calvin, you're not the hero of your story and you walking with me will be so much easier today you receive that so like i've been learning ever since then like trying to make sure that um as i'm tracking with him that like i'm like walking where i'm like i'm careful about my decision making and things like that for that reason because i don't want to do things out of selfish ambition but i do want to do things out of obedience but yeah, like Caleb, that's awesome, dude. Like that's that's so foundational. 
One one of the things that stands out to me about you, Caleb, is just like I, I think it relating to what Calvin said mm-hmm. um, is just like recognizing. I don't know, just that like God meets us in our in our like weakness and like mm-hmm. in our times of um, I don't know, just really needing to rely on Him. You know, yeah. that, I mean, like that daily. Yeah, like we should be growing in our reliance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are a few people in my life in particular that like stand out to me as people that like are are very willing to, as I guess, kind of see uh, along the lines of what you said, just like see God as the hero of, of their story, um, and not be about their own glorification. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you take this the right way, but I mean, I see see that in you, Caleb. Like, um, mm. there just being times that you're willing to be like, "Hey, I'm having a tough day," you know. Um, and I need to be around people like that's, that's happened. And, um, that always encourages and challenges the heck out of me. Cause <laughs> my thought is like, man, when I'm having those tough days, I'm usually like, well, just need to get through it. You know, I'm usually not the one to, to reach out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like a thing that you've kind of always, uh, been natural with or, or whatnot, but, um, no, nah, I mean, I, um yeah i mean i've always kind of reached out not really most of my life reaching out to people but i think more in the last i don't know four or five four years maybe ish Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know i'm the type of person that like it's hard doing it and i don't like it but i don't really like admitting that i need help Mm -hmm. it's like one of the biggest fears that i have but i find myself doing it um more than i I like so it's been a challenge for sure so it's just been like a I think God's uh-huh. been molding my heart in terms of being able to feel really vulnerable because I've you know grew up when it's a kind of a mindset and like performance and a mindset of um really looking good um in terms of how I'm doing or with the person that you know was doing really well and that people would like go to for advice and things like that and then being able to realize that like life's not about that so yeah i would say those are kind of my thoughts yeah i think it came up a ton in the podcast like last year in particular for whatever reason um i think it was just seemed like it was something that god was putting on um like my heart i think calvin's to some extent too um and like some of our guests yeah definitely just like the need to be on the receiving end of uh you know, like of community. Um, and, uh, you know, it feels so much better to be on the giving end and yeah. to like be able to like, you know, be a blessing. Um, but at the same time, I, I mean, I, I know for me, like it's far tougher and it's, it's more like a pride thing, uh, that I sometimes yeah. don't want to be on the receiving end. Cause it's yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know. Like I want to be the one that, that helps, you know, rather than the one who needs help. Yeah, like that's it's such a fight and such a struggle because like it really takes faith, humble yourself to receive, you know, and even like in in my case, like I've often like Caleb do like the same way, like I have a hard time with it, but that's often when my heart's not focused or when I'm not like focusing on Jesus, when I'm like 
in a place where I'm kind of stressed out or doing my own thing. Like it's the last thing I want to do. But like when I'm in a place where like I'm trusting and I'm wanting to trust, even if it's scary, like those conversations I've ever had with people is the ones where I've like decided that I'm going to be strong enough to admit that I'm weak and I need encouragement and I need support, you know, of those like friends around me who truly care. Um, yeah, and it takes the the weirdness off of feeling as if you have, have to be the standard of, uh, <laughs> of uh, I guess, like Christianity and you know, appearing okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the strength doesn't come from me. Like it comes from Jesus. You're receiving the encouragement or whether you're giving it, just understanding that like we're not the source of those things, but like Jesus is and we all need him in one way or the other in any given season in our life, you know. So Caleb, let's uh let's back up a little bit, and uh, I don't know if you want to just kind of share your story of uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess you you and you and Jesus uh okay um and, and maybe not just like when did you make that decision okay. but uh, just kind of walk us through your journey um with you and God. Yeah, I mean, I would say um. My walk with Jesus has not been like the same. Like I think I've seen Jesus differently yeah. in a different way, kind of as I look at most of at all my life. Um, we just think that makes Jesus kind of cool, kind of who he is. And so, um, I think one thing, you know, growing up in a Christian home, you know, there's kind of like um, that was kind of that was it. That's, that's all I ever knew you know, raised in a bigger family. And so um, I was the middle child, which I think, and then just being, my mom said, very, very sensitive kind of growing up and very, um, my dad said I was like a, a very hard crier. And so just different things, um, being able to understand who I was as a, even as a, even as like a, like an infant. And so, um and that just kind of grew and grew to just a heart for more for people mm-hmm. and being like over sensitive towards other people and just having a heart for others. And I think, um, you know, through that, um, you know, struggled with a lot of um, identity, um, identity struggles, um, just struggled with a lot of, of different things, not knowing who I was, my identity. Um, you know, I, I didn't have the, the best household in terms of, um, in terms of, I don't know, it's just struggles, you know, my, you know, um, just dealing with some physical things from, from my dad, um, and getting the blunt of his anger, um, physically, um, being surrounded by, by a lot of fights a lot growing up. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I remember half my life being. And so, um, me being that really shy kind of, introverted very like internally processing I internally process like every single thing and I mm-hmm. took everything to heart and so I think God's been just kind of molding my heart kind of from just from those things and so um yeah just um having a lot of identity just issues in terms of um when I was um 13 or 14 I really didn't know my sexual identity um, and I was very confused and very concerned and um, thought I was going to hell because I was not liking the people who I was supposed to like. I had feelings for things and um, 
feeling for other for other males, and it was just kind of more on the identity issue um, that I was just dealing with, dealing with a lot of like physical hurt and trying to absorb that. Um, just when I I think I was sixteen, I had a sexual encounter with with a guy in a youth group, and so um, it was a very confusing time um but it felt like comforting all at the same time um and then from that that encounter stemmed um uh sexual pornography um male pornography um and so just being able to do deal with that and not being able to tell anybody um was difficult and so um Again, I was an extreme internal processor, mm-hmm. um, and I put a lot of value in performing, doing really well. I was a very smart and bright kid. I was homeschooled, and so um, I always had a love of learning, had a love to grow, had a love for um, knowing things that I didn't know. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just some of those things, God just kind of has been redeeming um, in my life. And so, you know, kind of fast forward to college um kind of kept a lot of those um really scary moments in my life kept a lot of those um remembrance of you know abuse remembrance of different things and um just really uh feeling very shameful and holding a lot man a lot of guilt it's so um and some of those things still find themselves in my life, and I have to keep turning them over to Jesus. And so, um, in college, um, really struggling with mental disorder. I kind of struggled with depression for, for, since like middle school, high school, just in different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, in high school, suicide attempts and really wanted to end my own life because I didn't really like who I was, or I didn't want to be who I was anymore. Um, and I think I didn't understand like what God was doing, um, man, <laughs> in my life. And so, um, yeah, and um, just kind of, kind of, God revealed Himself to me in a really unique way. Um, now, just was that, was that like a uh, an individual like situation um, or experience, or just kind of over the course of time? Um, no, there was a very direct experience. I, I, I had just gone off a, um, a, like a month hiatus of not struggling with suicide attempts or suicide thoughts and depression. And um, I went to this conference with crew. I was very involved in crew in, high school, in college and developed a lot. Pretty much all of my friends were pursue that. And so um, I, through that, um, you know, at the end of it, you're, you know, it's like an altar call and you kind of go and you kind of make a commitment to go on a summer missions, go on a mission trip, um, which is what the crew calls them or, you know, join staff or whatever your position in your life, or maybe just to recommit your life to Christ, maybe to make the decision to follow Christ. Um, and I just was like feeling incredibly heavy and incredible, like heavy, very guilt ridden presence. And I was just kind of praying to God and I was like, God, like, I don't know why I'm so distressed. Like, I don't know why I want to do this, but I know something's stopping me. And I don't know what it is. And I remember going to the bathroom and I was like in tears. Um, and the Lord just kind of was like, Caleb, I, I want you to, I want you to follow me. And like, 
I forgive you um, and I want you to follow me for the rest of the days of my life. And um, just knowing how much I had hurt Jesus and how much I, I thought I had, you know, really disrespected him and didn't love him well. Um, but the Lord just kind of reaffirmed kind of his love and just reaffirmed who I was. And um, I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you for the rest of the days of my life as long as I shall live. And I put the call, the altar call, and from that moment on, like, all my priorities changed. I no longer desired my major. I no longer desired anything anymore. I just wanted to to serve. I wanted to do really cool things. I wanted, uh, faith was, like, real for the first time in my life. Um, and I kind of did, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Um, and whatever that looks like, if I don't really understand or what it is, I'm going to do it anyway, mm -hmm. because that's what you're calling me to do. Um, so, yeah, it's been a journey since then. I think I was a completely different person, a completely different. There's really no way to really describe it unless we go backtrack, but that's not humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think God just been showing a different face in my life I think so sick man yeah thanks for sharing that mm -hmm. and uh I guess uh what is what has been like that that journey um I know you mentioned like dealing with like guilt and shame over things mm -hmm. um was it was that like an immediate thing like in that moment that that faded away or uh, would you say that there was like a huge shift in your understanding of the way that like God looked at you and your identity like what what was that journey um I think a lot of it was I guess like I don't know how to put this but like who God was was so different to me like you would no longer this like this man that was in the sky who didn't like what I did but he was somebody who wanted to have a relationship with me and somebody who had like show me what grace really really meant and what it actually looks like to have faith in christ and that's literally following him and so um you know different things in my life had brought kind of shame and guilt and not real thing i'm still holding on just just to some things and um a lot of the symptoms i think have faded and some have come and some have gone gone and um yeah just really finding my identity in christ and it's been a journey every day um you know, recently, um, it, I think this brings a lot to it. No, for, I would say for four years, I didn't have any sort of, you know, suicidal thoughts, any sort of depression, any sort of anything. Mm -hmm. um, just, just, you know, this pivotal moment happened in my life where <coughs> I wanted to do crew ministry full time. Um, I'd done two years of it as an intern. And I said, God, like, this is the only thing in my life that... I want to do, um, you know, if I didn't go to winter conference that year, if I didn't go on a mission trip with crew that year, you know, if I didn't get rejected from another, just a lot, a lot of things were like lining up. <coughs> I said, God, look at all these things that have lined up and look at where I am today because of you. And because of that, I want to do, do, do crew full time. Like it just makes sense. Everything's very lined up. I'm a, sequence kind of guy so everything just kind of lined up and um 
God, you know, the door was closed. And I was like, you're not doing crew full time. Like, that's not what, that's not, that's not going to happen. And so, um, it was a pretty solid slam, meaning they would definitely a no for, for sure. And I was like, God, I'm so confused. Why do you, I, I, and I think I've received a lot of hurt from that. And that happened in April last year. Um, so we're still, still raw and it's still showing, it's reviewing itself. And I think a lot of old habits, like pornography, um, depression, um, a lot of really strong, heavy mental struggles have like come back into my life out of nowhere. Um, and I think a lot of it is being able to process her and be able to really process my life with Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, my walk's just been differently this past year, but um, I think I've grown closer more with God than I ever have in my life. So I feel like what you're, you're like, you're onto like a very key thing. Like we're, we're being transformed day by day. So like our, like revelation of who God is is meant to grow and is meant to increase as we continue to deepen the relationship. And like, it's really cool. Like you mentioned how like he changed your desires when you were going through that season and all that stuff was going on in your head. Like when you were like walking after him, like he gave you clarity. And I think he does that for like every one of his kids. Like, and then like, see you track through that thought was like really awesome because like it doesn't matter if we do struggle like if we're willing to struggle forward i think that says a lot more about how how much god loves us and how much we receive his love hmm. cuz like guilt and shame can be like such a trap sometimes or you feel like debilitated or like or you don't feel worthy to follow jesus or you hmm. feel like um like you feel so condemned like i'll never change and everything in the gospel is speaking like to to our encouragement like, mm -hmm. no, like you are changing. I am tracking with you day by day. What I began, I will complete. Like Jesus is rooting for us and we're rooting against ourselves. Like, but when we actually just, I guess, just start trusting how much he loves us and rest in that love, like we begin to see the transformation and we're not the ones who actually do it. Like he actually does it in us. And that's like really, really freeing. Caleb, I'm proud of you, dude. Thanks, it means a lot. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I feel like there have been times in my life that uh, I've seen some like glaringly obvious things that I need to shift or surrender over to God. Um, that I'm like, it seems like that's like the one thing that's like heavy in my life. Um, and then getting to a point where I'm like, all right, like, I feel like that's kind of out of my hands, like God's taking care of it. Um, and then it seems like something else pops up. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't even see that thing, you know, yeah. beforehand. Oh, yeah. um, but I don't know. Like, as you were talking, I was just thinking, like, God's grace, man. You know, like, mm. in a, not, like, not showing you the big picture of, like, these are all the things, you know, like, in your life that you need to surrender or, like, that um, – you know, I mean, even like having a, a period of, of a long, a pretty long period of time of like not having certain struggles. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, even that being God's grace of like, hey, like I'm doing the work in you, you know, and like getting you to uh -huh. a point uh -huh. of rest and peace yeah. in him. Yeah. Um, and then 
you know, I, I think slowly maybe like allowing you to see some things that like, hey, there are some unresolved things or, you know, yeah. things that you're holding on to or whatever it might be. Um, but uh, I don't know, if we were to see like all of that at once, you know, that's way too overwhelming. But I think that's God's grace of just it like is. allowing us step by step, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think God was, you know, I look at. I've been always, I've always been like a people, a teaching, like I've always loved being taught things. And so God does a way with that, with me that um, he doesn't do with anybody else because God talks to his children differently. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think for the past two, year, two, three years where I didn't have any of those issues, God was dealing in my life a lot of like, it's funny how to be like, relational with people and how to be how to even handle things like how to handle conflict because i think a lot of times while i was in college i was focused on you know my schools my studies focused on you know growing and being more like christ and learning how to read the bible and things like that how to pray better and just like but after college i think being relational and how to and how to love others well and how to have community and what that looks like (laughs) And I feel like if God, you know, God was teaching me those lessons for, and I've kind of realized that just as now has been like for these moments, like in my life now, like community to me is so different than, than then. And what God taught me about community then has, is helping me now with my current struggles. And so mm-hmm. just kind of how, you know, circle. yeah, absolutely. I just thought of that now. And so, they would just, well, when you got it, when it's on your head, you might as well say it. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can think of tons of times with me that it's like, man, if I were struggling, like, or if I was going through this thing five years ago, like, I wouldn't know what the heck to do with it, you mm. know? Um, and there have been times that, like, I've gone through time periods where I'm like, all right, this is the worst thing that I've ever gone through. Um, and I get past it and I'm just like, I'm sure is that got, uh, glad that I'm past that, you know. Um, and there's kind of this piece in my in the back of my mind that expects to never go through something that hard again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I think that often it is God just kind of preparing us, you know, or it's just like, hey, like life. I mean, there's a lot of loss in life, you know, just naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, even just thinking about. Um, like the more people that, the more people that, you know, like the more death you'll experience, you know, Mm. like the more grief you'll experience and loss of like friendships and like all kinds of things. Um, yeah. And I have a tendency at times to want to like, uh, I want to like isolate myself for the sake of like not experiencing the depths of like sorrow with that type of thing, you know? Um, but ultimately, just yeah, just the fact that like he's he's good, he walks through that stuff with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know fully where I was going with that, but uh, just um, yeah, j- just the, the I think he does just like prepare us <laughs> in steps um, in ways that it's cool to like yeah look back on it. Mm-hmm. I guess like Emma. How how 
like we were saying, like if, if God showed us everything at once that we would ever need to change, like if you could imagine like the depths of brokenness that we have to be saved from, like that list would be so extensive. And upon being so extensive, like just mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausting to have to yeah. micromanage that think it's his goodness that <laughs> I think it's his goodness that he doesn't allow us to have to look at that list but simply like he told the disciples in John chapter 3 when they asked him like what must we do to be doing the works of the father he said to do the works of the father is this to simply believe on him who he sent like Jesus mm -hmm. takes that whole micromanaging list he's like don't worry about the list if you keep Keep your eyes on me. This list will correct itself because I'll yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like that's honestly like where that rest comes in. And I'm so glad, like, because even me, like, knowing myself and all of us to some extent, like to think of ourselves a little bit better than, you know, we're not a hundred percent honest about <laughs> how much we suck and how much we can, but to know that like the Lord is not letting, He's more like, yo. I love you. I died as you like you're forgiven by me. Just keep your eyes on me and I'm going to correct everything as we track through this thing day by day. Like, and not only that, but I'm thirsty. You end up with me in the end. So like, if you're tracking with me, like, don't worry about the list. Yeah. Yeah. Grateful. <laughs> so grateful. Holy crap. <laughs> You know, I have to track with like what Caleb was saying. Like, dude, I struggle with pornography like most of my life. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I definitely thought like Josh, like you said, like it was gonna be something that I would just be done with and I would never have to revisit again. But like yeah, yeah. dudes, like sometimes it just rears his ugly freaking head, like when when my mind's not focused on Jesus. And when that moment happens, like I just have to lay it down before him. If I try to carry it, like everyone around me know that things are off. Like I'll definitely know in my heart that things are off. But if I just lay it down before him, first John 1 9, like if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and the purchase of all unrighteousness. Like that's been a verse that's encouraged me in the moments where I've fallen on my face to just know that like our father is a good one. And like he's always encouraging us and welcoming us and recoursing us as long as we're willing to have it. So if I'm acknowledging my faults before him, he's making me clean. And through my acknowledgement, I'm being transformed. And it's like, honestly, it's such a good deal. It beats being in condemnation for weeks, trying to read my Bible and fast to like atone for my sin and like not eat because I watched porn today before or like I masturbated. But mm. it's a way better deal and it's way more freeing. And it brings me to a place where I want to walk closer with Jesus instead of like being afraid to come near him, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the whole, I think that's the, the tricky thing with just when it comes to, like, sin in general is, like, the natural, like, the natural result is to get our eyes on self, you know? Um, a buddy of mine years ago, um, it was just in a conversation, you know, but, um, you know, sometimes the, the questions that people ask, uh, I think, are maybe sometimes more important than the the answers or the conclusions that we get to or whatever. But, um, I don't know. I like no one had ever, I guess I'd never like heard this question asked, but he, he just said like, Josh, like, I don't know. How do you, how do you think like God views us? Like when we're in our sin 
Um, mm. uh, for whatever reason, I never like considered that, you know? Um, I mean, looking back, I think that my, my, uh, that my gut thought was always like, Oh, shame, you know, like, uh, you know, like disappointment or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, yeah. I, I, th- I think it was just like, Holy spirit in that moment. Um, I was just like, shoot, man. Like, I don't know. I, I think this is like just what God's kind of revealing to me, like in this moment, but, um, you know, Jesus, when he was being crucified, like there are these dudes that like, they didn't, they knew he wasn't a guilty man, you know, um, like worthy of death, you know, like, I mean, there was, there were a lot that a lot of people that believed that he was falsely claiming to be the son of God and to be God, you know? Um, so I guess in that regard, um, they did have uh, maybe in their minds, justifiable reasons, uh, to see him as someone that, uh, was worthy of death. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, like as he's being crucified, when he cries out, father, forgive them, not just father, forgive them, but father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, uh, that, that just like clicked with me in a, in a fresh way where, uh, I think my thought as, as a follower of Jesus is usually just like, dude, I know exactly what I'm doing. You know, like I know better, uh, when it comes to, yeah, I mean like pulling in the example of like porn and lust, like, um, that being a big one for me too, uh, is like, I, I, I know (laughs) better, you know, like I've, I've experienced the grace and love of God. Um, and there's no reason for me to be in this. Um, Uh but, uh, but yeah, just like there was a point in time, like after that conversation with him that, um, I mean, like, yeah, just to be honest, like the next time that I had actually, uh, looked at porn, um, just like I looked at it, looked myself in the mirror and, um, like for the first time I was just like, huh, like, let's not think about how I, I view myself right, right now in this moment, you know, like, um, but like place my eyes on Jesus and it was just like this, I don't know, it, it just like this ch- uh, huge change where it wasn't like <coughs> seeing myself uh, in guilt and shame, but more so like uh, being like, yeah, man, like I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like I, I, I'm robbing myself of um, experiencing like the fullness of, of following Jesus, um, of walking with him. Um and uh, if I really, if, you know, if we really did grasp what we're, I guess what we're like missing out on um, when we're in our sin, I think if we really grasp that, like we wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have desire to compromise. Um, so it, it mm-hmm. kind of just changed things for me from that moment forward where it was like no longer, um, oh, I've screwed up and I suck. You know, it was more so like, man, I screwed up. And like, that's like further indication that like, I need to surrender this, um, like further indication that like, I, I don't always have my eyes on Christ. Mm. Um, and not, yeah, not in a guilt and condemnation kind of way, but more in just like a reality check of like, shoot, like I, I thought I was strong enough, you know, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) maybe Uh like I, I thought that I didn't need help. Um, whether that's from community or, uh, just from, uh, I don't, I like relying on God, you know? Mm. Um, 
and uh yeah i i think like that what when we are hard on ourselves about messing up whatever it happens to be um yeah that's just like a weight that we're not meant to carry um yeah and uh and it's not like a you know the ulterior isn't isn't a uh, compromising and justifying and like calling calling sin good um right not but, that uh, either <laughs> yeah but there's like a third way you know like there's you have the one extreme of like beating yourself up you have the other extreme of that's ah, no big deal or you have the other way of all right like letting letting our yeah letting our weakness draw us to the heart of the father um amen dude letting it letting us like come to him and you know just like bury i guess just thinking of like the example of like burying burying your head in the chest of the father you know and just like letting him um define you um and give you your identity in those moments instead of us being defined by what we've done or what we've compromised on yes yes like as you were speaking, um, I believe it's in First John, and it's First John. I believe it's chapter three. It's in chapter three. I, I'm totally open to being wrong, <laughs> but I have my phone. I don't want to go into my Bible app while we're doing the podcast. But there is a verse in First John that says, um, "If our hearts condemn us, our heavenly Father is greater than our hearts." And if our hearts don't condemn us, then we can ask him for anything in his name and he'll do it, that he be glorified through his son. And like when you mentioned that, like that first part of that passage grabs me every time, like in moments where for us as believers and we're like we're, we're like pursuing Jesus, like we're not trying to sin and get away with it. And like we're honestly wanting more of Christ and we're walking after him. Like it's so easy to fall in that trap where we let our hearts condemn us and speak louder than the truth of what God's done for us. And like, it almost as if to say like, yeah, the cross was cool, but it wasn't enough. Like, I still feel like garbage or I still don't feel worthy. And like, we stay in this place of, of distance with the heavenly father and really what we need, like you said, is, is more intimacy, which is where the transformation is like. And for me, like, it is definitely an intimacy issue. Like my intimacy is lacking when I'm in a place where like pornography comes up and my heart's not like where it needs to be, I'm that much more susceptible to fall or yeah. just anger, even or frustration or like the the tendency to just wall people off and just kind of do my own thing. Like those are all things that are byproducts of my lack of intimacy with Jesus. And when those times come, like, and like they have, um, they come hard, dude. And to know that Jesus loves you even yet and still, like you were saying too, that's the only thing that's going to keep you walking forward and saying, Lord, if you say that I'm good, like if your blood is saying that I'm clean, then I believe it over my own feelings about myself. Like if you are truth, then I have to let you be true and let myself be a liar, you know, even in this case and continue to walk and believe. But I love that passage so much. Like if our hearts condemn us, our heavenly father is greater than our hearts. Yeah. And yeah, dude, he's, yeah. he's so good, man. Yeah, man. I, I think that uh, early on, <laughs> early on, I want to say up until several years ago, man, um, in my, in my walk, like in my walk with Jesus, like uh, my thought was like, you know, heard all this talk about like God's grace and God's love. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, there, there was there was this uh, internal struggle of like, I don't want to like focus so much on his love and grace that I take advantage of it and see it as like cheap. Um, I, I think right. there was like this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think just like kind of talking myself out of his grace being sufficient um, because I was just like, but I know better, you know, um, uh, and just like it, it was really when Jesus talked about like his yoke being easy, his burden is light for the mm -hmm. longest time that just like didn't connect with me at all. Um, and I think because I was just like, how the heck can that be possible? You know, um, like doing this, doing this walk is tough, you know, and it's like incredibly difficult. Um, and, uh, and it's weighty, you know? Um, and it's, I, I think, I don't think I would have said this, um, this way, but like looking back, I, I really was like acting as though and like living as though it was like a burden um, and just like this weary living. Um, but uh, but yeah, just a few years ago, like really um, embracing, you know, like uh, there's the lady who like poured the perfume on Jesus' feet, washed, her, washed his uh, feet with her hair. And uh, Jesus says, you know, like he who is like, who is uh who is forgiven much you know like loves much mm -hmm. um yeah dude and just that like yeah like really experiencing experiencing that type of unconditional love from a perfect god you know doesn't give us permission to continue <laughs> in uh living our way you know it doesn't give us permission to continue in our sin but if anything like calls us out of that um yeah in a way that's like truly transformative um, and I mean, I, I think about that, like just even with a marriage relationship, you know, um, like the fact that Kendra, you know, I, I would say would like love me. I, th I think uh, to an extent, like no matter what I did, you know, even if I made some like major, major, major um, mess ups, uh, like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't motivate me to be like, oh, I could get away with whatever, you know, like. If anything, right. like the natural thing is like, no, there's like a freedom there, like a freedom to be who I am um, and a freedom to, uh, yeah, freedom to like react to that love in a way that reciprocates that love and that uh, doesn't want to like violate that love, you know? Um, yeah, hopefully yes. that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally. Caleb, did you have anything to add, bro? Like, yeah, I want to put you on the spot. Please do. <laughs> I mean, but, but we're here, so put him on the spot, man. Like. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think about the the woman at the well, just um, specifically. And there's nothing that like pops out in front of me, but I think oftentimes I'm so willing to to hear the truth first in a way because I, I know if I hear it I know I'll be okay with with what I did like I think growing up just uh, you know I was being afraid of being in trouble and being afraid of doing something wrong sometimes that that's all you want to hear like you don't want to hear that what you did was okay if that makes sense because um, then you want to feel you know I, I think I've lived so much in the, in the shame and guilt that like when I'm told wrong like I like, I don't mind living there because that's where I find, like, comfort. 
But then when it this gray you're stuff like in in the shame and guilt, you, yeah, you and feel think, like a, yeah, yeah, like familiarity so, with it yeah. And then when it's the grace part, I'm like, oh, like oh my, like I feel more <laughs> guilty than than when I did. And it's just a weird concept that I don't think I grasped a lot mm-hmm. until you know the last couple of, of years. And so the concept of grace has been so like it's been more and more uplifting and less i don't think grace is about like necessarily like giving you feedback to say that it's wrong but more like to lift you up i think and i think i think having their thing reversed in my head and growing up that that this whole grace thing was like what is that <laughs> like so it's okay that i did did wrong like you should love me oh okay cool all right i guess i don't have to bash myself okay i'll I'll accept your grace like it's been a whole new concept for me and it's been been growing more and more in that in that light so yeah if that makes any sense that's just kind of kind of popped in my head so Mm -hmm. when you guys were talking when you asked me that question so i mean there's like so much about god's grace that like is so yeah, unfamiliar to us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. naturally, mm-hmm. like it's God's, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, even just like considering the way that like like our our economy of uh, relationship, you know, just like, I don't know, I, and maybe we're not to the point of like disregarding people that hurt us or yeah. like being like, all right, I'm, I'm done with you. But like, even if we do have like a high threshold in our own strength of forgiveness, mm. you know, like there's still... Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I generally have a forgiving heart towards people. But if someone, like, wrongs me in a way that I'm just like, you knew better and, like, you took advantage of me. Like, yeah. I mean, there have been there have been people mm-hmm. that I've been pissed at for years uh, that uh, I just, like, it, 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 my in my head I justified it for the longest time. Because it was yeah. just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really get mad at people, but, like, you know. But that person, it was just like, yeah, they just hurt me very deeply. And, like, yeah. that was completely uncalled for, you know. Mm. Um, where I, I, I've had, like, the passive approach of, like, not going to talk about this with people. Um, I'm just going to kind of keep it in. But yeah. uh, noticing over time, like, when that person comes into conversation, you know, like, let's say we're talking and mm. you just, like, mention the name of, of Calvin. Um, not, but, you know. Uh, for sake of a for sake of illustration for the sake of illustration um where like there there have been times that like i've just had like this stirring up in me where i'm just like feeling uncomfortable even at the mention of their name and it's Mm -hmm. like uh i guess i haven't dealt with that and i thought that it was no big deal to hold things against them but it's like eating at me Mm -hmm. um so that's that's been a thing like the last several years that I've had to deal with a lot of that and uh, resolve uh, sometimes just within me other times actually you know making things right with people or um, just letting things go uh, and not not letting things go in a way that is oh it was no big deal but more so like yeah they did hurt me and I want to acknowledge mm-hmm. that but I'm not going to like allow that to to uh, you know control me or um not going to allow that to keep me from loving them or from, um, yeah. you know, not to withhold 
love from from others and what that looks like you know i mean i don't want to don't want to say that in a uh, dismissive way i know that there are people that have done horrible like you know horrible things to people that it might not be wise to you know have them in your life um i'm talking more so like things that involve like hurt feelings um uh that type of thing but Mm -hmm. anyway i think it just like yeah just wanted to say that because i think when in talking with in talking about forgiveness um i don't know just uh, sometimes talking in vague terms or general terms um I know that there have been people that have been, you know, like utterly violated in ways that, um, you know, just to, to phrase it as like, oh, forgiveness, you know, um, sometimes there's a whole lot more healing and process that needs to happen than, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like a, a sweeping under the rug as if it never happened. No, like, not that's really. not reality and that's not forgiveness either. Nor is that actually addressing what actually really happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it took me a long time. Like, one of the hardest things, like, I've ever had to forgive was my dad. And it took me a very, very long time to get to a place where I understood that I had pedestaled him in my heart in a place where Jesus was meant to be. And because I did that, I found it incredibly hard to forgive him because my standards for him were so high. Not knowing that just like me, he's just as broken as I was apart from knowing the Lord. And there's nothing he could have given me that that he himself didn't receive, you know. So it made it that much more easier to kind of understand where he was in life uh, when we were younger, when I was younger. To know now, like he was, he's a son just as I was. The only difference is that he doesn't know how much Jesus loves him and how much he's forgiven. But like the moment that the Lord leveled the playing field between the both of us, I was like, I finally get it now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I carried that dude for like twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was prepared to die angry, justified, and pissed off at my father for walking out on me as a kid, and I. I would have I would have felt validated to stand before holy Jesus himself and say my dad was not worthy of forgiving. I know you died for me, but like no, no way. There's no way I was going to like I would not lower myself to do that. Like he owes me. And the hard part about the gospel is that it stripped me of my rights to be owed. And that was hard. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. really, really, really hard. But just as hard as that was the revelation that Jesus gave me and the fact that me and him were just as much the same. I was like, man, it freed me up to actually begin to love my dad in a way I never did before and begin to see his value in the way that Jesus created him instead of how I chose to see him my whole life. And, you know, I still pray every single day, like wherever he is, that like he knows that, you know, I still love him and I still care about him. And one day, like if we could have that talk, like I'd love to, but for him to fully know that, dude, like everything's forgiven. You don't owe me anything. Like, I'm here to love you. Like, I'm not here for you to try to make up for 20 plus years of life. You know, you can't. Yeah. You can't. And I even got to a place where I was so angry at him that even if he would have apologized to me, like, it wouldn't have mattered. 
And yeah. I think that was a place that the Lord was trying to save me from getting there to that place where I wasn't willing to reconcile. But I totally track with that. And grace is freakish. <laughs> it's freakish. And it's transformative. Like the day you receive it and you really truly know that like, man, like I kind of deserve to die for how I live my life and the things I've done wrong, the things I knew I've done wrong and the things I failed to do and the people I failed to love. Like, yeah, I was worthy of condemnation, but Jesus, you sent you sent your son for me and like he died as me, not just to like cover over my sins, but like to actually pay for them. Like there's no debt anymore. Mm. And like to be loved in that type of way makes you want to free other people up to be loved in that same exact yeah. type of way. So, yeah, I'm sorry if I like ranted, but yeah, forgiveness is heavy for sure. <laughs> and I don't think I'll ever I relate with you on the the whole dad part. I think for a long time I didn't forgive my dad for some of the hurt that he'd done in my life, and um, and my dad and I have like grown a lot. Um, like a lot and so I think like there had to be a time where I think I had forgiven him and I didn't realize it but I think it was the reconciliation part that I didn't want to walk through yet yeah um I didn't want to like have to take work to restore the relationship I didn't want to have to to do that but I think my dad was ready the, the whole entire time and um and and I think I there wasn't like a steady moment where I was like, Okay, I'm gonna reconcile this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start here. It I think it's just been been a long process. Um and so I think grace I think of it that's a lot of what it is to me. It's a it's a you know, one and done thing, but it's a process. It's daily renewed every single day I mean, his mercies are new every morning like great is his faithfulness uh-huh. and so um like he will be faithful to show his mercy um and and i think like it's a process and i'm reading a book it's funny <laughs> reading a book called you know soul care but the one chapter is i read today it's called forgiveness and so um there's so many things that kept saying like oh don't worry like you doing this is not gonna excuse what they did or Mm -hmm. a lot of like prompts he kept saying that but then after it was like you were just needing to learn how to forgive um that's what you're doing um like things about like blessing them with prayers things about knowing that like forgiveness is a process it's not like a one thing it takes time it takes process giving your giving yourself grace to like process thing um and so like i think that's that's one way we're living grace out in terms of that what honors god i think is um thing that i'm learning to do and forgiveness is one of them so mm-hmm. um yeah it's a process man i like, guess it's a total total process and i'm i i'm a sequence guy I'm not a process person. Um, I like things to be in order and I like things to go a certain way. And uh, processing is not that way at all. And I think God is so great in terms of like, I want to teach you how to 
better process and knowing that like it takes time and I'm the type of person just just you know how I grew up and just based on my personality that I like things to have an end result product and I like the things to come quickly and to be done and okay here's the sequence of events and this is how it's gonna happen and this is how it should happen mm-hmm. and God's been like destroying my view of perfection and so one of that <laughs> is learning to process and things take time. I'm a fast-paced person. I'm very timely oriented. Mm-hmm. And this is one circumstance in my life where God's transforming that. <laughs> so. Man, I can relate to that like crazy. <laughs> I feel like there have been uh, so many times with so many things where uh, I've, I've had that mindset where I'm just like one and done type of thing um, mm. where, I mean, yeah, in the context of forgiveness, uh, uh, yeah, that being a thing where I've come to points where I've been like, all right, I forgive that person, you know, and then uh, next day I'm like really pissed off about it. Um, and uh, there's a part of me that's just like, wait, but I forgave them, you know, mm. um, but it's like, no, you you wanted the quick fix, you know, <laughs> Yeah. like in reality, it was just more so like I wanted to just disregard what had happened than actually walk through that Mm. you know like having the daily decision yeah you know like regardless of how i feel you know like i'm gonna release them you know um and i'm glad you brought that up in the book as far as uh um you know like forgiveness is not uh how how do you word it like it's it's not i mean it's not it's a process i think take time that's kind of what well i mean as far as like uh it's not uh, justifying their behavior oh yeah it's not saying like what what you did is like right but it's allowing you to forgive them yeah and i mean it, like uh-huh. it's, a, it's something that I, I think we don't usually consider but like i mean by its very nature if you're forgiving somebody like you are acknowledging that you have been hurt you know mm-hmm. like uh yeah like to to forgive someone you know like i don't know like that that's part of what it is you know um mm-hmm. so like um uh, i think like the opposite yeah i don't know it, it, for us to even think like forgiveness is saying that what someone did was no big deal almost like goes against what forgiveness is yeah right but i mean yeah if you think about how much it took for us to be forgiven like the cross like it 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 showed for one like how grotesque sin was because how badly Jesus had to suffer. But you know, at the same time it does reveal our value to him and in him that he would send his son to like take the sin that was on us and that defined us basically off of us so that the identity that he created us in could be restored onto us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it the cross wasn't a slap on the wrist like we at throne room were kind of going through bible study and there was a part of jesus suffering on the cross where he actually took the sour nard um and he he drank one but he refused the other and like when we piece that apart the one that they offered him beforehand was meant to numb the pain that he was suffering through so he refused that one so that he could fully take the full extent of the suffering and the reason he accepted the other one was because it actually kept him alive longer to fully endure the pain. 
And that's why he accepted the second one and not the first. And like that blew our minds. Like he didn't he didn't do it cheap. He didn't try to cut corners. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, like our sin is a big deal to the Heavenly Father. That's why the cross was so grotesque. But the beauty that it produces and knowing that that that's finally done with. And when he looks at us, he sees us as like holy, spotless, blameless in his sight, like without blemish, without like an above reproach. Like that's something that we receive. Like that's is nuts. And it's like even when my mind says that I don't feel like I'm any of those things, the cross still says otherwise. <laughs> And it's like, well, <laughs> you're it's like, you're God. I'm not. <laughs> hmm. So I would do well to believe you when you say that you love me the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, forgiveness is messy. But when it's done, it's beautiful. And it produces like it produces something so great in the person who is the offender and also in the victim. Mm-hmm. but there's redemption for both sides and that's kind of like what i pray for and i hope i don't say that in a way that's like that undermines like the pain that we go through but like i want to say that there is a hope beyond it and it doesn't have to define us like you're not what happened to you yeah. or what someone has done to you like in the eyes of god we're so much more than that and the healing is found we begin to believe that instead of believing the lie Caleb, I like you, man. So, so Calvin, um, sorry to shift gears, but uh, while we've been co- recording, I actually did have uh, someone submit a question. Um, really? Uh, yeah, they recorded audio and sent it, so I just want to play it. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you'll be able to hear it fine. Hey, guys. So, I have a question. Um, I guess it's more directed toward you, Calvin. Um, could you talk a little bit about the fact that you're moving to Williamsport, Pennsylvania? <laughs> you know what? I like, I really, I knew something like this was going to happen. <laughs> mm, that's why I'm, that's why I'm In my heart of hearts. I'm like, dude, someone is going to troll me today. I felt it. <laughs> this is the moment we started. I mean, just so you brought right, up that, like, right. yeah, I mean, you haven't met uh, Caleb in person, and you're like, I like you, dude. It was just like, it just seemed to, it seemed like the right timing, you know? Um, um I, <laughs> there have been rumors going around <laughs> that I am moving to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and uh, I want to just kind of, to settle that, um, I have, I have not <laughs> considered moving to Williamsport, <laughs> Pennsylvania, but I have a lot of friends and family in Wilpo that I like truly, truly care very deeply for and would love mm. to see more often than I do. And um, I will be coming there to visit Wilpo. And I told Josh, like, I'll probably stay like a week to make sure I have enough time to meet everyone and like grab coffee and go to all the cool spots that we went to before. But um, as far as like a life move, I don't <laughs> think that's something that the Lord has for me. I'm pretty rooted here in Michigan. Um, yeah, like by the grace of God, I am one of two worship pastors at my home church and I lead a worship team. And I don't wanna just walk away from that or the things that God's put here for me as far as our Tuesday night Bible study and things. So those things have been really fruitful. Mm-hmm. But if the Lord, hits me in a dream and is like, <laughs> Calvin, I need you to move to Williamsport, Pennsylvania and preach the gospel. 
at that point, I'll probably pull a giddy and like, all right, Lord, I don't know if this is really you. So I'm going to put a towel out in my front yard and, you know, do the whole wager thing to make sure it's really him and not me just being emotional and wanting to go because Michigan's fun, but Pennsylvania is pretty cool. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to say the super Christian thing, man. You guys ready? I, I don't let know pray, if I'm ready. Let me pray on it. <laughs> let me pray on it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, uh, I'm sorry if that answer is not satisfying, but it's uh, the only one I have. You're good. Um, I mean, that was a, a genuinely, you know, a submitted question. So I want to run that by you. Um, I will just say um, <laughs> you don't need to justify your decision to stay in Michigan or like uh, give us reasons why uh you're not gonna move out here um mm. the fact that you did feel the need though makes me wonder if there's some conflict in your head um that's really poor reasoning on my part uh wow but uh you know just just trying to i love you for it though <laughs> but yeah um yeah you're welcome here anytime though man um, as, as a visitor, as a resident, but you know, as a visitor, we'll, t- we'll, we'll take it. Um, uh, and yeah, one day at of, a time, man, most of the pressure is in jest, although we, uh, we would be totally happy with you here. <laughs> I'm honored, man. I really am <laughs> I'm super honored. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Caleb, any, any final closing thoughts, um, Anything that you want to add or that you're, uh, yeah, that's on your heart? You know, I, I, I've been, I really want my words to mean something. Um, so thanks for like seeing my words as something to be, to be, to be needed, um, and something to, to be wanted. And so, um, just thanks for like valuing my words. Um, and, uh, cause it's by God's grace that I, that I'm able to speak, um, and it's yeah, it's just been very eye-opening to kind of hear other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm genuinely the one to talk a lot, and so like, it's allowing myself to listen to how you guys interact, and that like I get to be a part of this. And so, um, that was more like not a farewell. That was my thanks. <laughs> right on. So yeah. That's, I appreciate you uh, being willing to talk, man, and uh, yeah. just for sharing life with us. Mm. So, appreciate it, man. Dude, dude, I'm so grateful to be a part of this thing. And Caleb, man, like, we're bros now, you know? That's kind of how this thing works. Mm. So, at any point where, like, you need prayer, you need to talk, like, Josh has my phone number, like, I'm here, and vice versa, like, if I ever I need prayer or anything like that, dude, like I'll definitely be looking to reach out to you too. And we can like support each other through what God's doing. Mm. But I'm glad we're on the same team, man. <laughs> dude, it's awesome. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to see what else we're up to, uh, to listen to past episodes, you can head over to letgoddie.com. And if you want to check out the extended cut of this episode, search Let God Die on YouTube. If you'd like to help us continue doing what we do, you can head over to LetGodDie.com and click on the support tab. Any contribution would be much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time, and we will see you next week.